You're now listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. A Place of Refuge vision is to cause people to be productive in every aspect of life according to God's Word. For more information, please stop by our website at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Now, here's today's message already in progress. Minded is to be inclined to think, say, or do something, whether you do it in a way that's considered wrong or a way that's considered right. You're minded, you're inclined to, to think, talk, or do something in a particular way, whether right or wrong. And when it comes to being minded in reference to to doing something, some people are minded to do a particular thing a certain way or, or to think or talk a certain way simply because it's the norm of society. Everybody else is doing it so I'm just going to follow what's happening in society. But you can be minded to do something a specific way because of influence. And some of us know that even evil people have power to influence. And some of us, if, if we be honest, we, we have been tricked into doing something because of evil influence. Woo! But when you're minded to to think, talk, or do something is often because somebody has influenced you. Lastly, some folks are minded because of relationship or connection, whether it's a godly relationship or an ungodly relationship. It's amazing how as perfect as God made Eve that an ungodly snake, a serpent, formed a connection with her that caused her to go against the very person that gave her life. went against the very 
person that made her into a perfect being. And so we have to really be aware of our mind of what we are minded to do or what not to do. Contextually, Paul actually talked to the, to the church about two minds, the carnal mind and the spiritual mind. But when you really break it down, you have to consider that the carnal mind or being carnal minded is having the wrong mind. Notice how clear it is in the text. To be carnally minded is death. Figuratively, death represents destruction. A ruin. A carnal-minded person can mess up him or herself. Slap your own self because of your wrong-mindedness. Cut off your own blessing for thinking in ways you have no business thinking. Look how you're looking at me. Just ask somebody for me, have you ever messed up yourself? Don't be quiet with your answer. Look at one more person, just ask him or her, have you ever messed up yourself? To be carnally minded is ruined. Destruction to be carnally minded is cutting off your battle, destroying your bigger, messing up what God has ordained for you to have, whether it's in the present or the future. When you're carnally minded, you mess up yourself. To be carnally minded is death. When a person is carnally minded, biblically speaking, it says about him or her, the spirit is simply not a part of his or her life. You may even have the Spirit of God, but you don't allow the Spirit of God to do what he was sent to do for you. Let me just break it down by giving you scripture. Let, let's consider same chapter, verse 14, Romans 8 and 14. 
For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. Let's put a twist here. For as many as are not led by the Spirit of God, these are not the sons and daughters of God. If you're carnally minded, you don't listen to God. You don't follow his guidance because you're carnal minded. You can hear message after message, but, but it never gets in your thoughts, words, or deeds. Never. Because you're carnal minded. Y'all looking like y'all don't like to preach. But I'm telling you the truth. Why do we need to be led by the Spirit of God? Again, so we won't be carnal minded. But also consider John 16 and 13. The Spirit will guide us into all truth. Not just leading you down a crazy path path but leading you into a place of truth and what is truth going to do free you free people are happy free people don't allow the cares of life to get them down it's a blessing to be free I said it's a blessing to be free but you can't be carnally minded and be free. I need to show you something that Paul said to the church. Go with me to 1 Corinthians 3. We, and keep in mind, we're, we're talking about wrong, the wrong mind of, of being carnally minded. 1 Corinthians 3, we're going to start at verse 1. And uh, be honest, is, is this you? 1 Corinthians 3 and 1. And I, brethren, talking to the church, could not speak to you as to spiritual people. Now, when you're spiritual, you're God conscious. I couldn't talk to you about what God is doing. I, I couldn't really tell you what God has ordained for your life. Why couldn't you tell them, Paul, what God had ordained for their life? And our brethren could not speak to you as to spiritual people, but as to carnal As the babes in Christ. I fed you with milk and not with solid food. For until now, you were not able to receive it. And even now, you are still not able. I done gave you something 
to help you get there, but you still are not ready. And then he, he gives clear evidence to them why they're not ready. Verse 3. For you are still carnal. For where there are envy, woo, strife, divisions among you, are you not carnal and behaving like mere men? Are you unsaved kinfolk? Are you unsaved neighbors? When your behavior is not in line with the written and revealed word of God, you're carnal. That's basically what he's saying here. When you are not behaving like you're saved, your corner. And remember who he was talking to? The church or the brethren. You can be in the church but still carnal. Now, now some people continue to be carnal because that's, that's who they hang with. They hang with carnal people. If somebody in your church is keeping you from growing you need to sever that relationship I'm talking about your church she still talk about folk well why are you still hanging with her notice where there's envy strife and division. Now he just mentions a few things just, just to open their eyes. But if you read other letters that Paul wrote to the church, he expanded the list. That there are just certain things you do that are in contrast to God's written and revealed will that, that are clearly saying to you, you're still carnal. You still debating giving God tithes and offering? Even though you done read it, you still trying to YouTube to find out whether it's right or not? You carnal. You still wondering whether or not God answers prayer? You carnal. You still fuss and get mad about little bitty stuff? You, you carnal. You have not learned if, if you have a problem with your brother or sister to just get that thing right and move on. You're carnal. That, that's just plain. you carnal. You can tell folks you got the gift all day. That, that don't mean nothing. Let me drop something on you. The gifts and callings of God are irreversible, are, are irrevocable, are without repentance. You can be a sinner and have a gift. And that gift, you'll have a gift in hell.
Some of you here in the choir right now, you could sing before you got saved. You heard, Brother Powell? Sure could. And he's right, because I used to like to hear him <laughs> sing when he was a sinner. And now I like to hear him and he'll sing. You hear me? You have to look in that mirror and ask, am I, am I still carnal? And, and this, this is the thing, because notice how uh, being carnal and babyish are the same in the text. Yeah, you've been in the church 12 years, but you ain't nothing but a baby. You still get mad when folk talk about you. You can't do you can't you can't do that. But you have you have to see that yourself. And see that's what that's the reason he was letting them clearly see based upon the words that he was giving them. He wasn't putting them down. He just wanted them to see, look, this is where you are right now, but you don't need to stay there. You're still carnal. And sometimes sometime it can be a wake-up call because you, you, you get with people and they upset you and it's all right to be angry and sin not, but when you with people, you get angry and you start cussing them out and doing stuff like that. Carnal and backslid. <laughs> Y'all all right? Yeah. Then he goes on. He says, for when one says, I am Paul, and another, I am of Apollos, are you not carnal? Trying to divide the church. When you try to separate the church, try to be on somebody's side and, a, and on another person's side, you're carnal. I like the way you pray, but what a name. I, you're carnal. But, but some folks are impressed by carnal folk. But Paul was letting them know, look, I, I don't need you to be talking about you of me and you ain't of this right here. That's carnal. I believe what such and such say, but I don't believe what so and so. You carnal. That's carnal. It was just like Joshua tried to ask, ask the, uh, an angel that God had sent. He said, Whose side are you on? I was of theirs. And then you say, neither. Angel let him know point blank. I'm here for God. Don't allow folks to cause you to operate in carnality. 
stay in the written and revealed word of God. Because folks will try to divide you. Y'all still okay? This is good teaching, ain't it? It hurt a little bit if you're guilty, but it's, but it's good, right? I mean, it do. Some, some teaching, it just, it hits you, and you be like, Lord, that, that's talking about me. And sometimes you feel like you're the only one, but you know you are not the only one on your road is guilt. There's going to be some folk going to grow up after this. I, I hope. Let's go to uh, 2 Corinthians. I need to show you something else. Second Corinthians 10 is where I want to go. We're still talking about the wrong mind of being carnally minded. Now this is what Paul says to the same church, but the church has matured or, or has grown from Paul telling them that, that uh, they are still carnal minded. They have grown. This is years later when he, when he visited them again. Notice 2 Corinthians 10. We'll start at verse 4. For the weapons of our warfare are not what? See, when you really... Stop being carnal minded. You won't try to fight folk. The way sinners fight folk. You won't try to deal with your problems. The way unsaved. The way unsaved folk deal with their problems. When you, when you really. Stop being carnal minded. Because you'll recognize the weapons of our warfare. They're not carnal. I don't fight the way a sinner fight. I ain't going to cuss you out just because you cuss me out. I'm going to take you to the prayer closet. I'm, I'm going to let God put a good whipping on you. Paul, some, some folks have been talking about Paul. And Paul went, went to pray on them. Say, I'm, I'm going to let God teach them not to blaspheme. Not to say stuff they ain't got no business. Say it. When you are not corner, you recognize that you fight wealth. The mighty weapons of God. Notice the text. 2 Corinthians 10 and 4. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God. And look at how powerful they are. For pulling down strongholds. Casting down arguments. See, you ain't got to argue with folk. Just use your spiritual or godly Weapons. Notice casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. They trying to tell you God ain't going to do such and such. Don't argue with them. 
Don't debate with them. Stay spiritual. Don't get carnal with folks. Notice. Bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ and being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is what? You just keep being obedient. You just stay in the will of God and watch. God makes your enemies your footstool. You ain't got to get no stick for them, even though you feel like picking up a stick and whacking them on the head a few times. You just pray. You just pray. Or you do what God tells you to do. Sometimes God tells you, just walk away. Then sometimes God will tell you, give them the scripture and just go on. Tell them they're a lie and just... Go on. Well, you're going to be led by the Spirit. And whatever the Spirit tells you to think, say, or do, you're going to be obedient. Notice, your obedience is going to be completed or fulfilled. And God is going to handle the rest. Don't allow folks to take you somewhere that God didn't direct you to go. Because they'll try to take you down. Oh, don't look at me like that. You know, folks will try to take you down. Ooh, your, 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 your cousin, your uncle, your mama, your sister, your husband, try to take you somewhere God ain't told you to go. And if you call her, you'll go with them. Oh, you want an argument? Let's go. <laughs> oh, name calling? Let's go. Oh, so you want to go back into the, to the past on me? Let's go. Can't let folks take you where God ain't leading you to go. And if they almost about to take you, you know there's time to just walk away. Say to your neighbor, what preacher saying is real. If that be true, tell somebody, show you right. Bottom line, to be carnally minded is wrong. It's wrong. Yeah, I told her. Yeah, you was wrong though. Because God didn't tell you to do that. Yeah, he ain't going to be quick to do that no more. Yeah, but you're wrong because God didn't tell you to do that. Let's go further. But then he says... In the same verse, Romans 8 and 6, to be spiritually minded is life and peace. To be God conscious, to be led by the Spirit 
of God, number one, is life. You're going to enjoy your existence. You're going to be a product of John 10 and 10. When Jesus said, the thief comes not before to steal, kill, and destroy, but I have come that you may have life and that more abundantly. You're going to be a product of that. You're going to enjoy your life. Abundant life is life you enjoy. You can enjoy life when, when trouble going on in every aspect. If you learn how to control your mind. If you learn to be spiritual. And that's what he's saying in the text. To be spiritually minded is life. Get this. And, and peace. There's two primary words for peace in the Bible. The Hebrew word based upon the Old Testament is shalom. The Greek word based upon the New Testament is a rain. But both have the same major implication, a connotation in reference to uh, peace, prosperity. One word defines prosperity in, in, in the English. Success. A victory. You're going to have victory. If you're spiritually minded, you're going to have success after success after success. Victory after victory after victory. Now what that means to a spirit Spirit-led child of God or a child of God with a spiritual mind is that you're just going to live by faith. Because 1 John 5 and 4 said, the victory that overcomes the world is even our faith. You're just going to be led by what you hear. Faith comes by and hearing. So whatever you hear, from him that's what you're going to do and you're going to experience prosperity success or victory over and over and over again it's going to constantly happen no, no matter what kind of trouble life brings or no matter what stumbling blocks the enemy puts in your way you're going to experience Success, victory, or prosperity over and over again. I can't tell you how many major things I, I, I have went through. And, and because of living by faith, God has given me the victory again and again and again. I'm, I'm not the only one. Put up your hand and, and let folks know he done gave me victory again and again and again. But you got, you, you, you got to be spiritually minded. Because see, the enemy in the midst of your trouble will try to make you think like a carnal person. You can't do that. You got to stay spiritual. 
you got to stay spiritual. You got to be just like um, Caleb and Joshua. They saw the giants just like the other ten. They saw the other ten when they came back. They were negative because of what they saw. Bottom line, they they were not living by faith. For we walk by, not by, for the things that we see are temporary. Caleb came back and said, let's go right now. They hadn't even, they hadn't even made a, a battle plan. He said, let's go right now. Why right now, Caleb? You don't want to make no plan. Look, our God going to do it for us. He the one who done told us to go and take it, so let's go right now. He'll give us direction on the way. But guess who tried to fight Caleb? Carnal minded folk. They jumped in when Caleb said, let's go now. said, we are not able. We can't do it. I don't need nobody with me. That's not seeing what I see. Look at your neighbor and say, I don't need you with me. If you ain't seeing what I see. You got to have folk with you that's seeing what you see. That's believing what you believe. God told Gideon you got the wrong folk with you. Gideon, Gideon, Gideon thought he was ready to fight. He had... He had Tens of thousands of folk. Because hey, you got the wrong folk with you. I'm going to show you you got the wrong folk with you get it. He had corner minded folk with him. Because, because notice what happened. God told Gideon. He said, look. He, he said, just tell all of them that, that's fearful. That really don't want to fight. They will push to come out. Tell them they can go on home now. Over half. Matter of fact. Three quarters of those. Three quarters. More than half of the ones that showed up when he said, if you're fearful and afraid, go to the house. They went to the house. <laughs> they didn't care who, who knew they were, they were cowards. They went to the house. And you can imagine it, it had to be that one that said, well, I know they're going to talk about <laughs> But at least I'm going to leave. They just stepped out. And as soon as he made that step, thousands took the same step. And even after more than half of them had left, God said, you still got too many. You still got too many. I, I, I got to find out how some of them behave. Some of them may, may get out there and won't behave the way I need them to behave. So, so what we're going to do, we're going to do the late test. Take them to the water. Well, what are we going to do down here, Lord? We're going to see how they drink water. And depending on how they drink water, i tell you who you need to take with you. 
And some of them got down there, and when God looked, he, he said, look, they ain't drinking that water right. The only one drinking it right is 300. That's who you're going to take with you. He went from tens of thousands to 300. And God said, now, I can give you the victory. You got to be able to see what your leader sees. You got to be in the vein that your leader is in. You got to be on the same page. You don't have to be at the top with me, but you got to be at the same page. I don't care if you have way. I don't care if you're at the bottom of the page. I just need you to be on the same page. If I believe in the Holy Spirit, if I believe that there is power that comes with being filled with the Holy Spirit, you may not believe as strong as I believe, but I just need you to be on the same page. I don't need you wondering about tithes and offers. I don't need you wondering about prayer. I don't need you wondering about whether bigger and better are here and still come. I don't need you one. I need you on the same page. I don't want you wondering about healing. I need you on the same page. Because if we're not on the same page, that's division. And based upon what I read earlier from 1 Corinthians 3, your corner. If not on the page with the pastor, your corner. Woo. Lord have mercy, Jesus. Well, Reverend, I hear you. I need you to do more than him. I need you to really understand you have to be spiritual. You have to have a spiritual mind or a mind that is trained to think on what you choose to think on. Rather than accepting what life wants you to think. Or what your circumstances, problems and such want you to think. How can I have such a mind? I'm going to show you. Very plain. When you are a child of God. Let's go to Philippians 4. Y'all hold on now. If you love the pastor on the way, just tell him I love the pastor. Oh, Lord, some of y'all, I didn't, I didn't hear you the way I needed to hear you that time. Let, let's try one more time. I love the pastor. Let's go to Philippians 4. Notice verse 8 in Philippians 4. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, 
Whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report. Now notice he, he, noticed he, he, li he gave him a good list of things. But this is what I want you to get. The last thing that he says. If there is anything praiseworthy, meditate or think. Well, let me back up. If there is anything virtue, or if there is any virtue, and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Meditate on these things. He gives them a list of what to meditate on, but then he closes it by saying, if there is virtue in those things. What is virtue based upon the text? Something that is, has two, two things. Number one is right. Number two, beneficial. If there's some, if it's right and a blessing, think about it. If it's right or a blessing, think about it. If you can't see the blessing in it, or if you can't look at it and see the blessing in it, don't even think on it. Just like if you're going through a trial, you got to see the virtue in that trial. You got to see what's right about you going through that trial and how you're going to benefit coming out of that trial. Got to be just like Jesus. The Bible says that, that though he were a son or had all power, yet learn he obedience through what? The things that he suffered. If there is any virtue or anything praise worthy, you got to think on these things. What is praise worthy? Deserving praise. Trials deserve praise. That's the reason uh, James said to the brethren that had been scattered, lost stuff. Count it all joy. You done lost stuff, but if you look through the eyes of God, you need to count it all joy. How you going to count it all joy and you done lost your house? You done lost this, that, and the other. Because one of the main things that, that you see that God is from, from Genesis to Revelation is a restore. He will restore things. God will restore your health. Come here, Job. He'll restore your wealth. Look at Job. His health went down, almost about to die, but who restored his health? God. Lost everything that he had. Who restored his? God. His children died. Who restored him? God. In Job 42, it talks about how he got more money, he got more cattle, 
and, and he got more chilling. That's country for children. He got more chilling. Yeah, he got more chilling. Why is that? Simply because of who he was. He was a person that was led by God. Say to your neighbor, you got a choice. You can either be spiritual. Finish it. Say to another person, you got a choice. You can either be. I got to show you one more scripture, and then I'm closing it. Go with me to the book of uh, Philippians. Ephesians. Go with me to the book of Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 3. Are you there? Verse 20. Ready? Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we ask or what? According to the power that works well. What is that power that works in us? Spiritual power. The deutimus. The Holy Spirit. Holy Ghost. Spirit of God. Spirit of truth in order for him to do more than what we think we have to have his power working in us if it's not working in us we're not going to see exceeding abundant above what we ask we may see it in our brother our sister because they are spiritual and allow spiritual minded and allowing the power to work in them but if you are not allowing it to work in you're not going to see miracles you're not going to you're not going to experience God doing more than you ask him in prayer why? Because you're not allowing that power to work in you. There are so many reasons I can go to in scripture why we need to have the right mind or to be spiritually minded. But this is one of the most important ones. That's the reason I'm closing with it. You have to be to the point to where you recognize that no matter what you go through, God can do more than what is happening in your life. 
God can change what others can't change in your life. But he does it when you are on the same page. And your mind is spiritual and not carnal. Or you're not operating in the wrong state of mind, but you're operating in the right state of mind. If it be true, say to your neighbor, I, I understand clearly. Why from this time forth, I need to be spiritually minded or right minded. If that be true, give God the praise. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus. Thank you for the.